I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 287. In fact, my guest has just published a book. So if you want to see the details of that, check it out in the show notes. Before we chat with today's guest, here's a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by the 90 Day Mentoring Challenge. I've been running the Mentoring Challenge now for the past four years. If you want to get involved and really take your career to the next level in Microsoft Business Application, whether you're starting or you're a veteran, I'm sure you're going to get something out of this. Please uh, go to nz365guy.com forward slash mentor and you can find the full details there. Now let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Fort Mill, South Carolina in the U.S. Uh, he works for EY as a senior technical architect for the Power Platform. He just got his MVP award in the last year or so, I think. Uh, he has a newsletter, uh, so he's an editor of a newsletter called the Power Platform Dev Weekly and is an ambassador for 365 Saturdays. He loves traveling around the world with his wife and taking photos. I think he's a bit out of luck at doing that at the moment, but uh, anyhow, you can check out his Twitter at Daz Maverick, D-A-N-Z Maverick. Uh, or his YouTube channel, Power Maverick. Welcome to the f- show, uh, Dinesh Naklava. Did I get that right? No, it's Naglekar. There you go, Naglekar. <laughs> well done, thank, well done. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Brilliant. Are you the only MVP at EY? No. So when I joined, I was told that I was the only MVP at EY, but then after joining, I tried to look around and it seems like we have now, uh, as, as, as last week, we have 10 MVPs. Wow. Yeah. You know, you know, because when EY first started to get into the biz app space, they acquired a company called Sonoma Partners in the US and there were two. There were two. There were two MVPs then, right? They're one of the owners of Sonoma, and then uh, Blake was the other MVP. That's right. Uh, and um, I'm actually working with the Sonoma team, so that's what they told me that they had a uh, few MVPs in the past, but they weren't able to keep up with all the community work. Um, so yeah, but now we have ten. Wow! And are they all in biz apps or or just you? No, so I think so. Bizap is like six or seven of them are in Bizap, uh, and then we have a few from AI, a um, few from Office, and then data platform as well. Nice, nice. Anyhow, before we kind of get into your career, what you've been up to, um, tell me a bit about how you ended up living in Fort Mill, um, and where do you come from originally, and a bit of your story of moving to where you are. Yeah, so I'm originally from India, and um, as per all immigrant stories, the same story. So I was working for a firm in India, and then from there, uh, they had a project based out of U.S., so I moved to U.S., um, and then over the period of time, I switched companies uh, and then eventually ended up in um, at EY. Well, 
moving to Fort, Fort Mill was kind of uh, interesting because I have been working from home for past five, actually six years now. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I almost lived in Boston, New York. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I was traveling to Charlotte more often because of one project. And that's when I liked the place. I liked the weather. And um, and the cost of living is uh, is little less than New York. <laughs> um, so that's when we decided, let's settle down in um, Charlotte. And uh, Charlotte is like, Fort Mill is closer to Charlotte. So right. we loved Fort Mill. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then how did you come to end up uh, joining EY? Uh well, I've been working. I was working for a company called AK Enterprise Solution, which was based out of New York, um, and um, and then everything was going good. Uh, and then suddenly, Evi approached me with an opportunity, which I couldn't say no to. That opportunity, which was like, oh, it was hitting all the main points that I really wanted to work for a bigger company for a bigger project. Um, it it brings it all kind of challenges and I love challenges. So that was no brainer. So what, what are you doing about traveling with your wife these days and taking photos? How, how's, how's that going for you? Yeah, that's, we are right now at a stage where we just want to go out. We don't care about uh, all these restrictions, but uh, no, uh, I mean, we are at that age, but we are taking precautions, obviously, uh, but we are missing traveling a lot. We, we, we had three trips planned last year, which we had to cancel. Yeah, uh, Iceland, uh, Peru, um, and uh, and uh, Turkey, and we were really looking forward for those trips, and we had to cancel those. So it was it was a bummer. And yeah, but we are looking forward. We are looking forward uh, for at least this year, sometime this year, uh, probably after the vaccine is readily available, we'll get back on the road. Nice. So you missed Iceland, you missed Turkey. What was the other country you're going to? Uh, Peru. Peru. Wow. Wow. That's quite a different direction. Like, yeah, I, I've not been to Peru yet. I want, I want to do that kind of Central America, South America view of the world. That's where Peru is located, right? Yeah. We were actually going to do three continents in, in, in a year. And that's what our aim was. And, and also uh, we were trying to see if we can even do Antarctica. So we are planning on doing Antarctica as well. So doing four continents in a year. Um, but then COVID hit uh, and we already had bookings for three. Uh, we didn't do the Antarctica booking. So we were lucky not to do that booking at least. You know. <laughs> so, so so that's interesting, right? Um, I've, I've been to the year before COVID, I went to Iceland and Turkey um, and, and a bunch of other countries. But it's interesting you talk about Antarctica because... There's a bunch of us MVPs have had have talked about how do we get to Antarctica? Like how do we get to it in a cost-effective way? And so we've 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 touted the idea, do we put like a masterclass training course on for like executives that includes, you know, the the boat trip from probably, you know, South America, I think is the closest point to get a boat across. 
um, and offer, you know, on the trip there, we do all the training for you. You'll get all the, you know, because then they can say, hey, this is a work expense. I'm getting trained. The training is on the ship on the way to Antarctica. When we get there, you can enjoy that, you know, and then then we come back. And of course, for us, it'd be meaning, you know, our costs could be paid by delivering the training, offering this amazing experience. And of course, executives could write it off as a work expense. That's an awesome idea. Count me in. <laughs> <laughs> what an idea, right? <laughs> Who's yeah. with us? Who's, who else wants to do this with us? This will be awesome. Um, so I noticed that one of the things that you have uh, really taken on and been consistent about is this, the the Power Platform Dev Weekly. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so uh, the idea actually started from uh, Guido. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Yeah, Guido, uh, that's right. That's good. Yeah, so he started this uh, nice weekly, Dynamics Weekly newsletter. Uh, but most of the content was mix of uh, developer-focused as well as functional. And uh, when I was going through, I was like, okay, maybe if, if we just focus on developer, we'll get more content in one single newsletter. So I reached out to him. And then he said that he's fine with me uh, creating my own newsletter. He actually gave me the direction of which uh, services to use, how he's been using it and things like that. So, yeah. Um, and uh, and then I started um, creating this newsletter. Initially, I was like really hesitant. But after 10 issues, if you see my first 10 issues, uh, they were they were like kind of there. Uh, but then after 10 issues, I got this nice rhythm of how to actually uh, create a newsletter. Nice, nice. And I see you got about 527 subscribers now. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, what type of feedback are you getting from people, um, you know, that are getting the newsletter? Are you getting getting much feedback? Yeah, a uh, lot of feedback, um, mostly positive. And uh, people have suggested a few things which I have tried to incorporate at some point in the newsletter as well. I've changed the format uh, over the course of time uh, as per the feedback that I have received. Uh, like I, I created a, a cover story section. Uh, so I'm highlighting one single post um, that is really, really stands out out of all the other posts. And then also I've added section for a section called tweets or tweet of the weeks because most of the time uh, people are also tweeting about certain things which are not really a blog, but they are really nice tips. So uh, that was another idea that I added. I'm pretty sure Twitter calls their platform a microblogging platform, right? Just it's very short. It's a microblogging platform. So yeah, that's cool. I like it. Yeah. And and you know what's are you, is anyone helping you with it? Is is it something you're just doing yourself? And kind of what is the process that you go through to select content? Because you must have to you must have to go through a lot of content to bring and choose. You know what you're actually going to uh, to place there. Yeah, so I, I have been doing this all all by myself uh, for most of the year. Uh, and two weeks back, I reached out to uh, Carl Cookson who was on your show recently. Yeah. And, uh, and I asked him if he's uh, willing to contribute at some point whenever I'm on vacation, whenever I'm not, whenever this COVID situation goes away, I'll, I'll be traveling. So I might need some, someone to help me out with that newsletter. So he was really uh, excited and willing to help me out over there. So, yeah. Uh, but as, as per uh, tracking the content, I have a lot of, I use Fid, Fidly, uh, so a lot of RSS content I track over there. But I 
Yeah, but I also track contents manually as well on like Twitter, LinkedIn, um, because not all the content I can track is through Fiddly. Sometimes you have some really interesting people posting something uh, awesome. So um, yeah, and then I also go on some blogs like dev.2 uh, where I can uh, look for more content around pure developer stuff like React or TypeScript or other stuff. I like it. I like it. I think it's a great idea. And it helps all those people that, you know, don't have the time to wade through all the information that's out there and really get the distilled, you know, what's most important. Um, you know, I used to heavily use Feedly myself. And and what, I, what I've worked out is that the real news will always be on Twitter, you know, as in if someone's taken the time to write a tweet about it. Um, uh, it'll be there. And so I, I use that, you know, as my distilled source of information. And of course, you know, you're part of the MVP, uh, group that we have running behind the scenes, which of course is another great source of, of what's going on and, and what's available. Um, now, you know, today we're recording this, it's, it's midway through, uh, Ignite and yesterday, Charles Lamana, uh, you know, gave his keynote session and of course, front and center in his uh slides there pro dev was a green icon yeah did you see that did you see that i i did yes what what is that green icon (laughs) it's a tide pod icon (laughs) that's what you're calling it i like it yeah it's it's a it's a you know that uh tide uh like oh, I see. Tied for in the washing machine. It's yes. in the washing machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. One of those pods for the dishwasher or the washing, you know, the washing machine specifically, right? It has a bit of um, fabric softener in it, a bit of, cl- that's it. That's it, right? That's exactly what you're you're looking at. But of course, it's the icon, it's the new a- icon for the Dataverse. Yes, it is the Dataverse, yeah. Mm. And, of course, now there's a mad rush on to who can get the SVG version of it, which doesn't seem to be anywhere in the wild uh, at the moment. But uh, you can expect in less than a week someone will have the SVG version of that icon because, you know, the old icon, the one that was kind of, what was it, a hexagram-type icon, and uh, that's been around for two years, which was the icon for CDS. And a lot, a lot found or felt that it wasn't that attractive. So it'll be interesting. Or what was the the thinking around that little green? Uh, uh, you know, for me, it kind of looks like a depiction of a tornado, tornado, right? Uh, swirling around. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. Now, um, uh, yeah, the old one. I don't know if you realize is that in that picture there was the the word CDS was part of or was the thinking, and of course. Uh, I think it was Ryan Jones and the team, the product team, he was, you know, he didn't like to use the oil barrel icon as an example of CDS because CDS is so much more than just a database, right? It's a whole range of services, it's a whole range of storage technologies, at least I think four different storage technologies now in play. So I think it's a, I think it's a, it's good to step forward and it's going to probably be, it'll probably stick for quite a while as the way of representing CDS. Yeah. So tell me, how did you become an MVP? What was that path for you? How did you get recognized? Who nominated you? Uh, has this been a long time coming for you? What are, What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, so I so this actually came all came because of my XRM toolbox, uh, PCF Builder. Um, 
one one day um i remember it was um late night and i just had this idea of uh, creating a tool uh, for pcf uh, code components they were really new that had come out uh, and P- and i had write, written a blog people were having a lot of issues uh, reading the blog or creating this uh, custom controls so they were reaching out to me through linkedin through twitter uh, asking for uh, help so like yeah it would be good to have a tool an xrm toolbox so i created this tool which got more than 200 likes and uh, that got daryl labar's attention and uh, he uh, called me on their xrm toolcast podcast and that's where all this began and then since then it also gave me a boost of doing more than uh, what i used to do for community so i used to write blogs but i was not like really into writing blogs so i started writing blogs on a daily routine started sharing more knowledge started giving presentations uh, and even um, mentoring people um, mostly developers so yeah that that all got got me started and uh, then nishant fana nominated me once which didn't go through uh, and then after a few months um, a lot of people actually approached me but uh, ivan fico he uh, he nominated me and that went through and that's when i got the mvp yeah nice 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 now and looking at the pcf builder you've had what 32000 odd downloads of that so obviously a lot of folks are using it yeah Yes, uh, that that's been. So I've created few more tools after that, but uh, PCF Builder is really close to my heart. <laughs> so, so t- what? What? T- tell me what the core problem is it solves. When I look at the description there, I find it it doesn't tell me enough. Just I'm looking on the uh, on GitHub here. Uh, actually, I wasn't on GitHub then. Let me just check where I was. I've gone to GitHub now. I'm on the XRM Toolbox website, and you say here, easily create, build, and deploy solutions for your custom control using PCF. Um, awesome, but tell me about what that means in a, a bit more of an expanded, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty brief, but tell me in a bit more detail what, what it is and what problems it solves. So uh, when you're creating um, uh, PCF, code components you're doing everything through cli so there's a cli that is uh, available and then you're writing cli commands and then you have to write those cli commands in appropriate folders like if you're working with solutions you have to be in the solutions folder if you're writing if you're doing any cli commands for the code components you have to be in the pcf project uh, folder and then uh, and then there are things that uh, you know you if you have to add uh, localization or if you have to add preview um there there's lot of things that you need to do when you're building the uh, code components mostly to do with manifest file um and all those things are pretty easily doable using the tool so you don't have to remember the cli commands you don't have to remember uh, most of the syntax in our how to do things in the uh, in the manifest file because the tool will do it for you yeah and i'm working on something great uh, something that jonas had uh, had commented so i'm working on uh, on improving the tool for uh, for better usage like the thinking is that you don't even have to go to the manifest file ever so let's see how that how that uh, work goes but yeah it's still work in progress that's awesome man that's very that's very very good 
Well, look at this. We're at the the top of our time. Um, I've, I've found it very interesting. And of course, I've, I have seen your newsletter recently um, going out. I'm, I'm pleased you're carrying it on. Off to, obviously, Guido, uh, I think he closed his down right last year. He just found he couldn't commit to it anymore. Is that right? Yes, that is right. Yeah. But other people have taken over and created a different newsletter called Power Platform Weekly. Uh, a bunch of bunch of uh, folks, or most most of them are MVPs. They're running that. They're continuing what Guido started. As in, did they did did they take over what he specifically had, or did they just start from scratch? No, they started from scratch. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I know there would concept- it wouldn't have been easy to hand over email addresses and stuff um, from a privacy perspective, right? Yeah. Um, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the uh, power. I wasn't aware that there was a Power Platform Weekly running now. So that, that's uh, that's news to me. Is it called the PP Weekly? Yes, it's called nice. PP Weekly. Yeah. Who so who who's leading that? Do you know? Um, there are few people who are doing it. Um, oh yeah, I can see here: Karina, Daniel Lewinsky, Ed uh, Gonzalez, and Magnus. Uh, by the looks, does that sound right? Yes, right. Look, yeah. Fantastic. Okay, that's cool. Well, so good to have you on the show. I always like to wrap up with some uh, random quickfire questions that are, they're random, right? So they could be about anything. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. If you could never work again, how would you spend your time? Writing blogs. Wow. <laughs> I would have thought it had been taking photos and traveling the world. Uh, yeah, that could also be, but yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm not good at uh, rapid fire rounds. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. What's the wildest party you've ever been to? Um, New Year's in Goa. It's been oh, a while. Wow. Do you know, I so want to go to Goa. Um, I've got a good friend that works at Microsoft in Australia, and she was from Goa, and I just want to go there. I've got to go because it's Portuguese speaking, right, as well in yes. Goa. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's Portuguese. so awesome. Yeah. Must go there. Must go there. Uh, I must go to India as a whole. I mean, it's just one of those places. The 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 closest I've got is Sri Lanka. I've never actually. I've flown over India on my way to um, the UAE, but never actually been there. So, got to do that. Uh, what important truth do very few people agree with you on? Truth, you said, right? Yeah, truth. So, what what's something you believe that a lot of other people you know don't believe? Um, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough Sorry. one. That's right. <laughs> we, we, we can blow that one off. That's not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> What's something you disagree with about the way you were brought up? Um, people think, uh, it's easier, um, to like for, for IT folks or for engineers. Uh, but it's not true. Uh, I mean, in India, that people like a lot of people take advantage of you uh, at early stage of the career. So yeah, that's been, that's been real tough. That's interesting. That's interesting. I bet you there's a story behind that. Which mm-hmm. celebrity uh, do you follow in the news? Um, well, most of the MVPs and Jonas to be particular, that's the celebrity yeah. for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's good. Would you rather win lottery or live twice as long? Um, lottery. Wow, hmm. interesting. Yeah, that's very life interesting. Is, life is short. Enjoy as much as you can, right? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I love it, Dinesh. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I look forward to publishing this shortly. Thanks again. 
थैंक यू Hey thanks for listening. I'm your host business application MVP Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. I come from a little old place called New Zealand down the bottom of the world. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to leave a review, go to nz365guy.com/review. I'd love to hear your feedback. Otherwise, stay safe out there. See you next time.